Welcome to Storytelling with a Purpose, a Memory Fox production. Hello, June. This month here at Memory Fox, we have two major themes that we are celebrating. Um, welcome back, everybody. My name is Carly Euler. It's so nice to see you. Um, I hope you are all having a wonderful summer so far. Um, I'm really excited to share with you our two major themes this month. First, of course, happy Pride Month, everybody. Um, if you have a chance to get outside and attend your local Pride Parade or Pride Festival, um, I really encourage you to do so. Um, in fact, it would be really awesome if, if when you do, you could tell us about um, your experience and maybe um, something you learned or how much fun you had or like something really awesome that you saw. Um, I'll put a campaign link in the show notes for you to do that. Because one of the things that we really love most about our technology solution here at Memory Fox is that when you put the power of storytelling directly in the hands of the community, you give a voice to those who historically have not always been heard. At its core, storytelling is a tool that connects people across cultures, generations, socioeconomic backgrounds, and gender and sexuality. So being able to give the nonprofits we work with the ability to empower their communities, especially by elevating the stories of those previously unheard, it really is one of the things that we value the most here. It is a huge part of our mission, and we feel very strongly about that. I just want to give a quick shout out to a few of our inspiring Memory Fox storytellers. First, we have the One Pulse Foundation. Their vision is to establish a sanctuary of healing and a beacon of hope by memorializing the lives taken, the lives saved, and all the lives affected by the Pulse nightclub tragedy of June 12, 2016. Um, and their vision really is just to ensure the Pulse legacy of love lives on forever. Um, I don't know about you, but I personally remember where I was when I heard about the Pulse night, sh the Pulse Club shooting, um, and I, um, my heart goes out to them. And it's really inspiring that we get to work with them to help elevate their stories. Second, we have the Trans Empowerment Project. They work across the United States, and they are dedicated to moving the trans community out of crisis and into empowerment. They do that by focusing on the abolition of white supremacy to ensure that our most marginalized community members can thrive and live their best lives. So this is such an interesting mission. Um, they do a lot of great work, like I said, across the United States. Um, they really are making a huge impact, especially today. Um, it's never been more important than it is now to support the Trans Empowerment and the third one I would like to just chat about quickly is the Momentum Center. They're located in Grand Haven, Michigan, and um, they're really committed to pursuing a world where everyone is fully visible and connected. That's their mission. They perform their mission through three different arms. Those are community, conversations, and culture. So if you want to know more about any of these organizations that I've chatted about, um, I'm going to link them all in the show notes. and just to the One Pulse Foundation, Trans Empowerment Project, and Momentum Center. Thank you all for making a difference. Like I said, especially now, it's never been more important. And really, thank you all um, just for using our platform and storytelling alongside us. Okay, it's not just Pride Month over here at Memory Fox, but it also is Technology Month. We have deemed 
June Technology Month here at Memory Fox. And um, as a tech company, we know firsthand the positive impact that solutions like ours have on the efficiency and effectiveness of a nonprofit and, and how they make sure that their mission is, is uh, really changing lives. So we have found, you know, usually when you think about, well, what would technology solve in my nonprofit? And you assume that a lot of times that the number one pain point at a nonprofit would be funds and fundraising, which is true for a lot of nonprofits, but actually we have been finding that the more we've been talking to nonprofit professionals, the number one thing that they actually are saying is their top pain point is time. So they are having, they're finding that um, just lack of time, lack of resources, maybe lack of employees having enough time um, really has been a big detriment to um, being able to build greater and do better things, build their programs more and be able to help more people. So um, today I just want to share with you, I wrote a really great blog post about this. I mean, I guess I don't mean that the blog post is really great. I mean, the blog post is much more in depth than what I'm going to get into today, but I would, and I'd love it if you'd love to read it. Um, I will again put that in the show notes, but um, I just want to quickly go over like some of the ways that technology can help you save your precious time at your nonprofit. Okay, so I'll hop in. Number one, I think a lot of nonprofits are doing this, but I still see some that have not made the switch yet. But utilizing an online fundraising platform is really going to just revolutionize the way that you raise funds at your nonprofit. So traditional fundraising methods like collecting checks in the mail, collecting cash at events, um, just taking in pledges and then getting cash later. Those are just really time consuming and resource intensive. When you have decided to make the switch to um, using an online fundraising platform, I think you're going to be really pleased with how much time you're saving and just how many things you can get done in one place. When you use an online platform, you can you can simplify your donation process, your event registration process. You can advertise to more people. Um, it's just really a lot easier. So, like, for example, are you doing an upcoming event that's going to include a live or a silent auction? Because if so, I really recommend that you ditch the paper and pen. We do not need to track bids on paper. We do not need to have people write down their names where they're too messy and you can't read them. We don't need contact information that is illegible. And then when you try to call them later, they don't pick up. We really should just go tech with technology, I believe. So I would recommend that to you. Um, let's Because let's face it, if you're going to stick to the manual input, you're really just going to slow down your process. It's actually also going to just be less exciting for your participants. And, um, you know, just another... Thing, not saying anything against your employees or your volunteers, but when you leave it to pen and paper, you do leave much more room for error. So it's really time to commit to using an online auction platform um, if you want to save your time and have more accuracy. Um, we actually have a really cool webinar coming up that's going to be a, exactly about this type of um, this topic. So it's going to be about you know, using, having dynamic events and dynamic auctions um, and how technology can really help boost that. That's coming up in July. And um, I'll put that in the show notes again. So if you are interested in joining that, we would really love to have you there. Okay, so that was number one. 
And number two, um, another great way that technology can improve your time management at your nonprofit is to automate your administrative tasks. So again, I believe a lot of nonprofits have made this switch over, but if you have not, I really recommend that you start implementing a CRM. If you don't know what that means, a CRM is a customer relationship management system, CRM. There are a lot of them out there, and I know that you'll be able to find one that will fit your needs, um, your very specific needs. There's a lot of great companies out there doing great work in the CRM space, um, but really some things that would really help you save time it, from an administrative standpoint would be um, it's it's high. It's going to help you with your donor management and your donation tracking. So it's going to be a lot easier to be able to segment people, to be able to track if you think uh, when people are going to give again, just to keep track of all those notes about things that you need to remember next time you have that ask out to them. And honestly, I bet if you if you aren't using a CRM yet, you probably are using a spreadsheet and and you probably think that that's working just fine. And you know what? Maybe it is working just fine for you. But you, when you make a spreadsheet, because it, you can change it so easily and so quickly as one person, um, a lot of times it is going to just be tough when you are trying to explain to somebody else your thought process, when you are maybe going to leave your job, maybe you're retiring, maybe you're moving on to another opportunity. Um, that is going to be, your spreadsheets are going to be very hard to recreate for other people. And it's just in that way going to just be a little messy. So I really recommend, like I said, using technology to help you save time. In this case, using implementing a CRM um, is really going to improve your data accuracy. It's going to provide easy reporting, and it's going to just um, uh, it's going to just help you automate a lot of your procedures. And I think that if you find the one that works for you, and you find someone to help you implement it, and you get everyone at your company on board, you're going to be very happy with your results. Okay, a third way that technology can really help your nonprofit just save some of the very, very precious time that you have is just by simplifying your communication process. So a lot of us are working remotely now. Um, a lot of our companies at least have people not all in an office at once. Maybe you're hybrid. Maybe people live across the country. Maybe they live in other countries. Really just having an effective communication um, plan is just absolutely essential for nonprofits. So. Yes, I mentioned that that could be with your team members, but it also could be with your volunteers, your donors, or your beneficiaries. So, um, for example, one communication platform that you might want to consider hopping on top of if you do not have one yet would be an email marketing platform. So, a way to send targeted messages to people, write your newsletters to your really big lists, um, you know, manage those really big lists, and then also just keep updates to your supporters. And really, it's just going to help you reach your larger audience with much more minimal effort. And it's also a lot of times going to come with some really fun graphic design elements. So you can send out some videos, you can send out your photos, and you can link to things that you have coming up. Um, I think that a lot of things are changing in the technology space. A lot of things are changing in the engagement space in terms of how people are getting their messages across and how people are receiving messages. Um, especially in the attention economy, we really just have to be paying attention to what is actually getting outcomes and what is actually getting engagement. And one channel that continues to reign supreme is email. 
And I know we all get a lot of emails and sometimes it feels like that um, might just be a waste of time. But still, email growing your email list is something that your organization absolutely needs to prioritize. It is the number one way that you can get your message directly to people. And really, it's just going to be um, a, a very uh, the best way for you to, to get your word out there and grow. So um, again, we do actually have a webinar coming up about this. Um, it is going to just be about nonprofit lead generation, specifically about growing your email list. So again, I will put that registration or actually probably the video when this episode comes out in the show notes. And we would really love to have you there. Or if you miss it, um, that's fine too. We'll have a recording. And just one more thing about communication. Um, I was talking about like talking team to teammate to teammate. And a lot of times just having a collaboration tool like Slack is just something that is going to make it a lot easier. You can have less meetings. You can coordinate tasks, you can track everyone's progress, and you can really just ensure that people are on the same page, um, again, just regardless of their physical location. Okay, number four, a personal favorite of mine is implementing data analytics. Okay, some of you might be thinking, what does that even mean? Holy moly, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay. Data-informed decision-making is crucial for nonprofits. You need to analyze your data in order to consider how your operations are doing, to track your outcomes, and to identify what areas need improvement. You need to start saving your own time by tracking your own data. That is the best way to save your own time. Track your data and make informed decisions based on that. Stop feeling like you need to be in every place at once. Just start using the channels that really make sense for you or start making changes on the channels that you that are making sense for you and making sure that those are um, helping you really make those conversions that you're looking for. So I hope um, you all are using Google Analytics at this point, but if you are not, it really is not too late. I, I do think that you should all consider um, signing, uh, tracking your nonprofit website through Google Analytics. It is free, it is user-friendly, and honestly, they're just waiting to provide you with insights into your donor's behavior and your preferences. It's going to tell you, it's going to tell your users, or it's going to show you where users are looking on your webpage. Where are they going? Why are they, uh, wh why are they going to your donation page and not making a donation? Maybe you need to make some changes there. Why are they going to your homepage and then the button they click? Um, where is it taking them and how long are they staying there? If it's not very long, maybe you need to consider changing the content that they're seeing. Maybe um, you need to consider changing the order of events on your homepage. That way, um, you just are going to understand donor behavior and therefore donor preferences a lot easier if you have this tracking information. Instead of just trying to decide what you think people are thinking, you know, they're really there's a free tool out there. It's called Google. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> I'm sure you have. And they will, um, they're really doing all this for free just to help you. Um, so I really recommend you get a little up to date on Google Analytics. There are plenty of YouTube videos that can teach you about it. I also personally, I took the Google Analytics certification class. Um, it was pretty time consuming. It did take me about four hours, but it, um, I learned a lot. And honestly, I think it was totally worth it. Okay. The fifth way that you can use technology to save some precious time of yours, um, I would be remiss to say, is to create 
an automated story bank. So like I was saying, in today's attention economy, you need more content than ever before. You need videos, you need photos, you need written testimonials. You need to be putting them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, your newsletter, your printed mailers, your appeals, your everything. They need to go everywhere, your annual reports. You are looking for more content more than ever before. And the thing is, like, you're doing so much good work. And I know that you have those stories at your fingertips. But a lot of times, it is so time-consuming to organize them and have them in a place that makes sense for when you actually need them. I know this used to happen to me all the time. I would have just left an event, and people would be texting me, emailing me, um, all these photos and videos and stuff. And it was just a mess. I didn't know who was in the photos. I didn't know um, if I could even use them, if I had consent. It was a whole mess. And I would get into this cycle of uploading and downloading. And now it's in my downloads folder. And now it's now, now this one's over in the Google Drive. And this one's over in the Dropbox. And it was just a whole mess. And if you don't take the time to organize it, it's just going to be more challenging down the road when you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling again through that downloads folder, trying to find that that picture or that video that you distinctly remember getting, but you're actually not sure if you ever downloaded it and you're looking for it and it's just lost. So you can actually just get rid of all of that headache and that frustration when you use a technology solution like Memory Fox, for example. Um, it's really... It's going to allow the community member to upload their story directly to your Memory Fox Story Bank. And in that way, it's going to just remove the need to search, upload, download, re-download, move around, um, do all these folders. And instead, your automated Story Bank is just going to organize the content at the point of capture in real time from your community. And then you can go in your Story Bank and you can tag things the way that makes sense for you whatever you think makes sense for your organization. So like I was saying, maybe you know you are going to be looking for three um, unique stories from your event for your annual report, but your annual report doesn't come out until the end of the year. Well, maybe you want to go into your Memory Fox Story Bank and tag those right in real time when you get them and remind yourself later, hey, here's where annual report content is, and this is the content I want to use. It's just going to be so much easier for you to get into the process of organizing it in real time in a story bank, as opposed to wasting all your time going back and doing all those things, just like I was describing earlier. I mean, really overall, just in terms of Tech Month, I'm really excited for some of the pod episodes we have coming up. We've got some great blog posts coming at you. Like I said, we have those two webinars on deck. They're going to be so informative and so helpful. I really look forward to you all signing up for those and reading those and listening um, because time is a precious resource. And if you are able to harness the power of technology, then I know that you can really save time on some of those tedious tasks and you can really focus more on your core objectives. So thank you all for listening today. I just hope you have enjoyed my intro to our June topics. Um, We're again, we're talking about Pride Month this month, and we're also talking about Tech Month. Um, This has been a Memory Fox production. You can follow Memory Fox on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My name is Carly Euler, or follow me on TikTok at Carly underscore Memfox. I 
I try to do some really fun nonprofit storytelling, marketing, and fundraising tips. I also have some TikToks of my dog. And uh, you can hear my, lot of, my latest hot takes on reality TV. And if any of you are in the reality TV world, you know that these are the hottest of the times for reality TV. Finally, if you have any topics, suggestions, questions, or feedback for my co-host Celine or I, please let us know by heading to storytelling.memfox.io backslash pod. As always, that link will be in the show notes. I am so looking forward to hearing from you. Happy storytelling, everyone.